Our letter for today is E, and our word for the day is epic. Now, epic is a simple four-letter word, but it very quickly can become very complicated. The reason being, as a lot of you know, Agile has a lot of different flavors. So, over the years, these different flavors of Agile have used Epic in different ways. So, interesting enough, when you bring a group of people together who have learned Agile from different groups or through different training or from different companies, they may come with very different variations of Epic. So, in even having a conversation about Epics, it's so important to clarify the context in which you're using EPIC. So what I will do is try to start with the definition of EPIC in its simplest form and then kind of layer on that some of the variations so that you can understand why there's some complexity there and can be some confusion but also allow you in having conversations to facilitate clarifying EPIC. So all conversations, when talking about epics, you'll have to ask the person, what context are they using it? Now, epic, at its very simplest form, means a large user story, okay? Something that is a placeholder or describes a large part of the solution that provides value. Now, that said, an epic always has to be broken down. Now, if we're just taking kind of a two-layer approach where you have an epic, which is a very big user story, then you have a user story, which is the smaller unit of a placeholder. And some of you may have heard our previous topic where I talked about the three C's as it relates to user stories. A user story is a card, conversation, and confirmation. Those are the components that make up a user story. So that's the smallest component that you would define a something desired that has associated business value. Now, some of you may say, but what about tasks? Yes, stories are broken into tasks. Now, those are work items. So, in and of themselves, they don't individually deliver value. You roll up several tasks that fulfill the story. The story is the unit that gets delivered. The story is what you get credit for. The story is the level that you do your estimating for your velocity and backlog. So, that's why I keep referring to the story as the smallest level of something that is required that delivers business value. Okay? So, so far, you've heard me talk about the epic, which is the supersize, the big story. You've heard me talk about the story itself, and then you've heard me talk about the task. So, imagine the two tiers, epic, being broken down into many stories, and then stories are made up of many tasks to fulfill and deliver that story. And so I'm going to give you an example. Epic might be when someone says, and 
just so you know, some people may call it an epic story, so they do still use the story format. That's some people. I'll explain more later other variations. But if you're using an epic story format, then, for example, the epic might be, as a customer, I want to be able to have a wish list so that I can come back to buy products later. Okay, so as a, that's the customer, that's the who, I want to be able to have a wish list, that's the what, and the so that describes the why, the business value, so that I can come back and buy products later. So we, we want to always encourage customers to come back and buy products, so we're happy to provide a, a feature that does so. Now that's the epic. We need to break that down. In order to provide that customer with a wish list, a story might be, as a customer, I want to be able to add and save items to my wish list so that I can view them again later. I want to be able to view items. So as a customer, I want to be able to view items to the wish list on my wish list that I saved previously when I'm ready to buy them. So those are two separate stories up under that umbrella epic. And then there, the customer may want the ability to delete items from their wish list. They might want to modify items in their wish list. So, and some of you may recognize the theme that I'm using here. I'm breaking down that epic into what we call CRUD. And that's acronym stands for create, read, update, delete. So whenever you're doing a transaction, you usually go through the create, read, update, delete. So that's one way of looking at breaking down that big epic into smaller stories. And the reason for breaking the stories down or slicing the stories is because we want them to be small enough so that our estimating is accurate. We can put them into a sprint and not consume the whole sprint with just one story. If we put the whole epic in there and try to do the whole crud, we likely couldn't finish that in, let's say, two weeks, if your sprints are two weeks. So that's way too big. So you want to break those down and do those bite-sized increments. They're easier to estimate. You're more accurate with your estimating the smaller these pieces are. And you see a sense of accomplishment and progress. And, and sometimes there's components of the epic that we don't get around to. So, for example, modifying your wish list. Either you add to it or you delete it. If there's something on it that you want to replace, just delete it and re-add the new item. Um, so there's no need maybe to have a modify. But when our initial brainstorming, we might have created a user story called modify. Now, let me differentiate for you task. So below the task is the actual activity. So a task might be to add a button that says add, add a button that says delete, add a button that says view. Another one might say create a screen that shows the list of products. Create a sort option for the list of items. And there might be, so those right there, I'm naming off different tasks. That might be five different tasks that fall within the, the stories. And so some of those tasks may be considered critical, some of them may not. And you're breaking these things down because you've 
probably, if you've been following me for a while or listened to previous episodes on Agile, the goal is to find those different components, but then to prioritize which ones are minimum viable product. Now, so you've had your breakdown. You've got epic, big story. You break those into smaller stories that fall within the range of less than whatever your sprint is. So if your sprint is two weeks, you always want your stories to be able to fit easily into a sprint. So stories usually fall into, I would say, it could be a one-day activity. It could be a seven-day activity. But when it gets in the range of an eight, nine, ten-day activity, it's getting way too big and it's going to consume your whole sprint and it could jeopardize your sprint if for whatever reason you're not able to finish it. Now, so you have your epic, you have your stories, your tasks. So what makes it complicated? Well, for example, there is something called Scaled Agile Framework. Their use of epic is almost at the level of an initiative. So you have your initiative, and then under your initiative slash epic is a feature. Then your features get broken down into stories. So there's kind of a layer in between. And then there's flavors of SAFE, this scaled agile framework. S-A-F, and the E that is there just for pronunciation, but it's the Scaled Agile Framework. So in their latest version, 4.0 and 4.5, they introduce capabilities. So you have an initiative epic. You then have capabilities. Your capabilities are broken down into features. Your features are broken down into stories. And then you have your tasks. So it's, it could be even a five-layer effect to it. Now, I'll throw in there that there's also something called themes. And themes can kind of be horizontal. They can be cross-cutting across many epics or across many features. You also might hear people refer to a saga. A saga is a collection of epics. So you have a saga, you have an epic, then you have stories. So for this reason, it's all about decomposing big chunks of requirements, whether you call them features or capabilities, breaking those down until you get them to that story level, which is what you do your ultimate estimating, do your work tracking, your prioritizing against. You're getting it to the story. So your team has to decide how you want to use Epic if you want to use flavors of the safe uh, hierarchy. And the, the key point that I can leave you with is keep it simple. Don't overdo it. Don't use these different layers for the sake of using them. You, they're safe 2.0, 3.0. Safe even encourages. Use the simple, the most simplistic hierarchy that works for your environment. So that's your big takeaway. So that's our word for today, EPIC. I hope you found today's tidbit useful. And if you want more information uh, about any of these topics related to Agile or just want to kind of put everything together, I know the A to Z alphabet is a great way to get tidbits, but if you want to really put it all together, have a team building exercise as well, we have a great Agile boot camp, hands-on, three days, 
We can do it at your location or at a public location. You just go to B2T Training, B, the number two, the letter T, then training.com. And I am one of the master instructors with B2T, so feel free to look for me, Jacqueline Sanders Blackman, and we'd love to help you all on your Agile journey. All right, that's today's episode. Thanks for tuning in.